Tienes mucho en tus manos. Pero con solo mover un dedo puedes dar marcha atrás con Pro Trailer Backup Assist disponible. Presentamos la nueva Ford F-150 2024. Ya sea que estés trabajando al máximo o divirtiéndote al máximo. Esta camioneta te respalda porque está hecha para ser una parte indispensable de tu equipo. Fuerza así de inteligente solo puede ser F-150. Construida con orgullo Ford. Fuerza Ford. Aloha mamá. ¿Dónde andas? <ríe> Seguro de compras. Tengo mucho que contarte. Hawái es increíble. He estado de un lado a otro con mi unidad. Todos son súper talentosos. Ya reparamos otro helicóptero Blackhawk y oficialmente formamos nuestro equipo de fútbol. Para la próxima, te cuento cómo voy con el surf y me cuentas qué te pareció el podcast que te compartí. ¿Ok? Te quiero mucho. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. When something happens to your car, you might say... But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Garopay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita BoostMobile.com. Univision Audio In her desperation and exhaustion and fear just took over her and the only really primal thought that fills her mind is they, you know, they won't suffer. I, I won't let them suffer. You know, when you put your son to bed and five minutes later he calls you into the room to tell you that There's a, a weird lady outside his window looking for her, her children. When we got down to the river, to my far right, about, I don't know, 150 feet away or so, there was this woman glowing, a, a whitish blue kind of a glow, wearing a white gown floating on the river. I mean, my cousin screamed and ran back to camp. To this day, I'm, I'm sure my sister saw her. And at least five other kids saw her too at the same time. When you're in the darkness, normally you're going to have all that type of darkness around you and they will feed from that to the point that you believe you're part of them. Like I told you before, between she doesn't realize that she needs to forget herself because of the situation, what happened, she would not go away because she's still with that pain inside. Welcome to the second episode of this Univision original podcast series brought to you by Warner Brothers about La Llorona, which means the weeping woman. In today's episode, we will be sharing more testimonies of people that want to share their experiences of horrific encounters with this demonic spirit that wanders at night crying for her dead children. 
We'll also have expert Anixia Garcia, who has been a psychic medium for more than two decades, being able to communicate with the spirit world, the dead, and angels. Anixia will be sharing with us her expertise and what she believes has happened to the spirit of La Llorona. My name is Daphne Wegebe, and this is La Llorona Podcast. Hector Luján was a little boy who lived in New Mexico in the 1930s, when a seemingly normal day with his family in Santa Fe was interrupted by the sighting of a strange woman near the property. The family watched in silence as a tall, thin woman dressed all in white crossed the street near the house without mentioning any words and heading to a nearby stream. As Luján says, she seemed to slide as if she did not have legs before she disappeared, after reappearing at a distance moving too fast for any normal woman to have crossed, she disappeared again, not to be seen again and without a trace. Luján was disturbed, but he knew exactly who the woman he had seen was, La Llorona. The most popular version of the legend talks about a beautiful young girl named Maria, who married a rich man. The couple lived happily for a while and had two children together before Maria's husband lost interest in her. One day, while walking along the river with her two children, Maria saw her husband in his carriage with a beautiful young woman. In a moment of rage, Maria threw her two children into the river and drowned them both. When her anger subsided and she realized what she had done, she succumbed to a pain so deep that she spent the rest of her days crying by the river in search of her children. In another version of the story, Maria threw herself into the river immediately after her children. In others, Maria was a vain woman who spent the nights from bar to bar instead of taking care of her children. After a night full of drinking, she returned home and found them both drowned. She was cursed for her neglect to look for them in her life after death. The constants of the legend are always the dead children and a weeping woman, either as a human or a ghost. La Llorona is often dressed in white and crying for her children, ay mis hijos, near rivers and lakes. For some traditions, the ghost of the weeping woman is feared. It is said to be vengeful and seizes the children of others to drown in place of her own. According to other traditions, it is a warning and those who hear her weeping will soon face death themselves. Sometimes she is seen as a disciplinary figure and looks for children who are not kind to their parents.
now I would like to talk to our first testimony. Thank you for being here and thank you for trusting us to relieve this horrific experience. Welcome, Nina Rosales, is that right? Yes, Nina. Hi, Nina. Uh, tell me, what's your experience with, with La Llorona? Um, well, ever since me and my older sisters, we were really small and we still lived back in Mexico. Our grandpa would tell us this story, La Llorona, when we stayed over at our family's ranch. It was so beautiful. Um, he would tell us that a couple hundred years ago, which I believe was during Mexico's independence war against Spain, there was this really rich Spanish family that owned the same land that our ranch was located on. So when the war and the whole anti-Spain um, sediment were at their peak, the locals pretty much stormed all of the haciendas that were the Spaniards, And some of those uh, servants fought to defend their employers at the time, but some also turned against them. And when the owner saw everything was was gone and was lost, um, he actually sacrificed himself by charging uh, the angry locals to allow his wife and three boys, his three boys, to escape into pretty much like the wilderness around the ranches and, and swim across the creek to a relative um, for safety. So the lady and her children, they they were said to have been running fast as they could, and they were actually being followed by some of their former servants who were looking for blood, like out for blood. But when they reached the creek, they saw that they were trapped. So... The locals, like totally bloodthirsty locals, were waiting on the other side of the creek. And her former servants and employees were still on their trail, basically waiting to tear them apart. So in her desperation and exhaustion and fear just took over her. And the only really primal thought that filled her mind is they, you know, they won't suffer. I, I won't let them suffer. So she snapped out of her frenzy a couple of minutes later uh, because of the coldness of the creek's water on her chest. And she saw the horrified looks and heard the, like, the gasps of the locals and her former servants and realized what she had done. So she had drowned her children in an attempt to shield them from basically the rage of this this mob, this murderous mob, they were trying to kill them. So the sorrow and horror on their faces, like it drove her mad, it drove her crazy. And like an instant as like the mob closed in to end her life, these just long and, and horrible like blood curling cries just loaded with sadness and sorrow and madness just like filled the entire night they say and like I'm getting chills now thinking about it but it was that that shrill and and some people try and do it still but it's that I me see and it just keeps repeating and repeating and it, it doesn't stop so it's been I mean it's been years 
since Grandpa told this story and and warned us again and again from ever going near that creek at night. Because like I said earlier, that's, you know, our ranch. Um, and he warned us, especially if you're a child, you know, don't go near it. And he said that on some nights, if you really, really paid attention, you could still hear those those cries coming from the creek and that only the children were able to hear it. So I never heard it. um, And I'm just, I'm so grateful for that, obviously, because I'm 31 now. And my grandpa has been dead for about um, 20 years. So I have visited with my husband and my six-year-old son we visit the family ranch for the first time a while back and it's funny how you know all these scary things that kept you awake when you were a child kind of slip out of your mind as as you grow up they you know they slip out all right but they sure come back stronger than ever when you you know when you put your son to bed and five minutes later he calls you into the room to tell you that there's a a weird lady outside his window looking for her her children. Okay, so just to make sure I understand, you're telling me that your son has told you that he's seen her? Yes. Oh boy, and yeah, oh. I, yeah, I can so I guess she's wandering around the land, right? The, your, your family's ranch. It's funny yeah. cuz um this story that you're telling us kind of matches with another story of La Llorona. There are so many versions, and one of them says that she was cursed by the locals and by her employees as well. So this is another version, but I think the important thing to remember here is that the ending is always the same, right? She always kills her children, and then she dies, and now she's kind of just wondering, trying to get other children or something like that. So when when your your son, you said he's six, right? Yeah, yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. So when he says he has seen her, is there any specifics? She's coming to get him or he just happens to hear her at night? He says he can hear something, but the fact that he keeps saying there's a weird lady outside, like I've asked him, do you see anything? Like, what do you, what do you mean outside? And he just, I don't, it's odd because he can't describe if he's actually seeing something, but... I'm pretty sure that's what he's hearing, you know, because I've asked him, what, well, what's outside the window? Like, what is outside? And he can't describe anything. Yeah. But it's, it's really just, it's yeah. scary. Yeah, and I mean, it's, I don't believe in coincidences. So, you know, we're telling about this story that happened in your family's ranch and with this woman, and a lot of people saw her afterwards, and now your son feels the same way. So I don't mm-hmm. think it is a coincidence. Uh, what type of precautions have you and your husband taken? Well, every time we, like, have gone there, um, and this was one of, you know, only the few times that he's really been with us there if we travel all together. Um, but we were thinking, like, okay, the next time we go, should we maybe have him away from the windows or just something like that so he can sleep better? Um, obviously, locking all the windows is a start, but um, that's one of the precautions we were just going to take because we know the story and we 
we're trying to debate when to tell him because we don't want to scare him. He yeah. won't be able to sleep. It's, you know, he's just a kid. Yeah, of course. And I mean, you know, I don't think it's a good idea after he has seen her to tell him the story. Um no. We we're gonna have an expert um, after the interviews with you and our other testimony, but we have talked to her before, and she kind of recommends to just send love to these spirits, to send them, to try to send them to the light because they're they are hurting so much, and they're probably not gonna, you know, hurt you or your child. But you kind I know it's understandable that you get scared. You just have to try to say, I respect that you're here. And I send you to the light with love and respect so that somehow you're, they know you are respecting them. But at the same time, you're kind of telling them to go away with yeah. love. Um, so that would be a recommendation, I guess. Yeah, I, I'll take any recommendations <laughs> we can get as a family. So definitely. Well, Nina uh, Rosales, thank you so much for being with us in this uh, Univision special uh, original series about La Llorona and for sharing your experience. I know it's it's difficult to relieve all this. Yeah, gracias a ti. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias. Bye-bye. Bye. And now... Let's continue with our second encounter from this second episode of our special original podcast series about La Llorona. I want to welcome Catherine Jones. Thank you, Catherine, for being with us. Tell us your experience. What happened? Well, I was about six years old then, so this is around 20 years ago or so. My family went on a camping trip to the Guadalupe River with a lot of my uncles and families and a lot of my cousins were there. They were like 5 to 12 years old. I remember passing Houston from Baytown and going into this park area where there were a lot of small bridges. We all stopped at a spot that was open for camping near the river bank. On the other side of the river, there was this huge cliff wall. So that night, the stars were out. I'm not sure if it was a full moon or not. But there were about 10 of us kids, all of our cousins. We were playing tag or running around or doing some, some kind of game or other. And we ran down to the river and kind of just chased each other down there. As we were playing, someone started to cry by the river. So my cousins and I kind of, we all followed each other down to the river just to see who got hurt or fell or, or who was crying. When we got down to the river, to my far right, about, I don't know, 150 feet away or so, there was this woman glowing a, a whitish-blue kind of a glow, wearing a white gown floating on the river. I mean, my cousin screamed and ran back to camp. To this day, I'm, I'm sure my sister saw her, and at least five other kids saw her, too, at the same time. I think we told our parents but nobody believed us okay um tell me did you talk to your sister and your cousins after this experience i mean you tell me you went to your parents and they said they didn't believe you but afterwards like i don't know the following weeks did you guys talk about that or you never mentioned it again because it was so scary well i i talked to only to my sister because we went back home, and we were both so, like, freaked out about it. So, yeah, we we talked about it a little bit, but we never brought it up again to our parents or even amongst our cousins. We just 
let it go. And after, I don't know, a couple of months or so, my sister and I just never touched the subject again. Okay. And what makes you think that it was La Llorona? Did you hear her whispering something or she was just crying? Crying. She okay. was crying like that, that cry that we always heard was her cry. Yeah, it was terrifying. And yeah, we had other testimonies in our first episode and they all said that, well, one of them specifically said that she was crying and that this cry was something horrific for him to hear, which is, which is where I feel like hearing someone crying almost makes you feel sad instead of scared. But I wonder why is this cry different that is terrifying instead of sad? Um, so you also said she was glowing. She was floating on the river, and the glow was around her entire body, like her entire being was lit up in just a manner that I've never seen anything like that before. It was it was scary. It was scary, and that cry was not a cry of being sad. Like, you can tell if somebody is, or, or you hear a cry of somebody crying because they're sad, or a wailing, crying of just, it was terrifying. I can't even, it, it was It was very, very, it freaked us all out. Oh, well, thank you for relieving this with us. And, you know, I can only imagine the frustration when your parents didn't believe you, right? Yeah. Do you have any message you would like to give to all the people that don't believe that La Llorona is real? I would say it's real and believe it because I... En Ford creemos que ya sea que estés bajo el foco de atención o bajo tu propio techo, que tengas 90 minutos o 9 horas, que estés empezando cambios o un largo viaje, fortaleza es hacer todo, como si el mundo entero te estuviera mirando. Presentamos la nueva Ford F-150 2024. Fuerza así de inteligente, solo puede ser F-150. Construida con orgullo Ford. Fuerza Ford about this spirit. Anixia has more than two decades of professional experience as a spiritual coach and a medium who is able to communicate with the spirit world. She can also communicate with angels. She was born with these special qualities. Welcome, Anixia. Thank you for being with us. No, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be with you, uh, with you guys. Thanks. Always the opinion of an expert is more than necessary, I think, especially with this type of subjects. Tell me, uh, do you think we should be afraid of the spirit of La Llorona? It's hard to explain that one because it's not, I don't think that we should be afraid. But sometimes, especially when this uh, legend goes for so long and the spirit's been uh, so in the dark for, for that many years, people get the afraidness and they feed from that when you get afraid. Mm -hmm. It's something that a lot of people do not understand. But when normally when the bad spirits get around you or they perceive you, it's because uh, you're in an addiction, uh, you're nervous. Um, sometimes, you know, you think of fears of thinking, mm -hmm. of fears of situations. And, the, and in a way that helps them to feed them to grow more and then get attracted to get uh, involved with the other person. So if we put in our mind that we don't have any fears, that in somehow we tell that spirit that we, you know, we, we're trying to send them to the light, like 
you know, it's like, say, I'm sending you to the lie. You cannot do anything to me. I'm not afraid. Uh, most of the time, you know, like they stop when they're very aggressive. They, you know, it, it would be a little bit harder, but it's on the, of the mind of the person, most of it, how afraid you want to be or not okay. on any type of a spirit. Okay, um, so yeah, I guess this is really important to mention to our audience, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think especially when you mention uh, people who are in addictions or people who are just vibrating really low in general when it comes to mm -hmm. emotions and the lifestyle that they have, it is easier to connect with this uh, type of spirits because they're in that vibrational uh, frequency, basically. Uh, right. What would you recommend for us for someone that is vibrating in this frequency and that is connecting with La Llorona so often. We have so many stories in, in this podcast, also in Enigmas in Resolver, which we had the pleasure mm -hmm. to have you as well. Um, this Unsolved Mysteries podcast, which actually a lot of the testimonies we're having today are of people who wrote us to Enigmas at Univision.net, but, um, you know, and they also wanted to share their experience with us here. So um, these experiences, they also ask us for advice, like what can we do? And, you know, we're, we're not experts. The experts is someone like you. What can we tell to these people that are experiencing connections with La Llorona to start by, by rating higher, basically? First of all, they have to look for help. If they cannot control it by themselves because they are afraid, and that's normal, uh, you need to look for people that are close to you or that you don't know, but they have the experience to treat this kind of, uh, this kind of a situation. Why? Because sometimes we're not prepared enough And their, you know, their vibration is very strong. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's almost like um, an exorcist <laughs> yeah. that you have to do when they get so strong. But the most thing is that when you're afraid or when you feel any type of vibration anywhere that you go or you see it, uh, it's in the name of God, you know, you're not, uh, if you're on the light, you're more than welcome. If you're, uh, you know, a guidance of life, you're more than welcome. If you're not, go back to the same place that you came in. I bring you the light to you. Uh, when you say this world, it's like a code in a way in which when you are stopping that vibration to start bothering you. When they're so, so strong, and sometimes they are, then you definitely need to help with someone that they know, a medium, or somebody that can make that connection with that spirit to, to help them to send them to the light. Wow, this is this is very important. We were just talking to a testimony, our first testimony of the day, and she was telling us that her son usually hears uh, La Llorona and, and it's just terrifying to hear them because they're actually struggling. So, um, yeah, I, I think this is a perfect advice for, for this testimony, for example, and for anyone to just send them to the light and send them love, not going into their vibrational frequency. Um, Anixia, we have talked, we have discussed about the version that says that La Llorona is La Malinche, this uh, very important figure in the Mexican history. However, mm -hmm. she dates from the 1500s. So we're basically talking about more than 500 years. Um, right. Is it really possible that the spirit of the weeping woman, uh, La Llorona, is still unable to go to the light after so many centuries? She's not crossing. She's still here. It could be. But you can make it go to the light. Most of the time, 
is that the guilt is so high in that type of a spirit that somehow they see it like in the case of La Llorona, they see it in every kid because maybe the fears that the children have, it may be a connection to what she feels. So in that case, you have to tell this is not your kid, don't bother them, they're fine, your kids are fine, they're in the light that you need to um, forgive yourself. Wow. For whatever you have done. Yeah. And like I told you, it's not an easy task to do sometimes, but you have to demonstrate that you're stronger than them. Okay. Yeah, no. And they may get so angry sometimes. That's why I say always go with a professional to help you out. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a perfect explanation uh, for a lot of us that we're mm -hmm. questioning why is it still here and so you actually answered my my next question because you know we think about her and we see well I don't know I sometimes think she's the one who doesn't want to leave she's the one who wants to stay here because probably I don't know the pain or to persecute other children in search of her own like you just said um, because of the attachment or anger or, or the terrible pain yes mm -hmm. um, but I I just want to know when it comes to her vibrational frequency and also the energy that somehow she steals from other people from their fear, like you said at the beginning, is this something that makes the the desire to hurt or frighten those those who are still in this world, especially, especially children, does this grow like this feeling or is it something that she already had? And if it grows... Is it because probably some other spirits um, like demons or fallen angels are kind of guiding her through that path? When you're in the darkness, normally you're going to have all that type of darkness around you and they will feed from that uh, to the point that you believe you're part of them. That's number one. Number two, uh, like I told you before, between she doesn't realize that she needs to forget herself because of the situation, what happened, she would not go away because she's still with that pain inside. And the thing is that, and this is an advice that I always give to grown-ups, always listen to your children. Always, because even if you don't, if you don't see, it doesn't mean that they don't see or they don't hear or they don't feel. Right. Uh, when you were born to the age between 9 and 12, you have the possibility to start, uh, be uh, you could see clamborance in, in a way that you can see, you can feel, you can hear voices, you can see spirits that normally the adult for some reason they close it up when they were children because they got afraid. Um, they can see it very clearly and you have to listen to that and you have to do something about it in a way not saying like a lot of people they used to life remember when i was little that i see things and you know i talk to spirits and they tell me oh my god she's crazy oh she doesn't know what she's talking about and all that to get to the point that i couldn't at that moment talk to them because specifically that was going on And a lot of children close that door of the possibility to start watching. But you have to hear them. You have to listen. In a way, you have to understand why. Okay. 
So this is all, I mean, our second testimony of today, actually, she told us that when she was little, uh, she was playing with her cousins and she was about, she was a child and she saw her and her sister did as well. And they went to uh, their parents to tell them and they didn't believe them. And this is something that is stuck with her until today. And this was about 20 years ago. So, you know, all these years without being able to forget that memory and probably if your parents would have believed her, it would have made a huge difference on her experience. Of course. But the thing is, in that time, there was very, you know, the belief of the bad of the things and that say, you know, the bad spirit, that's what's going on. So people got afraid of it. If somebody had to take the time in that moment to say, look to the, uh, to the light, you know, forgive yourself, we forgive you, uh, and all that, believe me, that wouldn't be happening. But it was so tragic. In that moment, it's like when you go to a house that maybe was from the 1800s or 1700s or even 1900s uh, over the 21st century, that, you know, they seem to see it bad spirits and say that because something very tragic passed, happened to that place. So that's what happens that people do not realize. Um, so I have a question, though. Uh, we have talked to you about past lives as well um, in our Enigmas in Resolver podcast. And we have talked about basically reincarnation. What happens with a soul like La Llorona's soul that is still here? Is she e ever going to be able to go to her next reincarnation? Normally when the doctor mentor is very difficult. They need to pass to a certain type of life of the limbo that she has that is more now to the darkness than a limbo to be able to do the reincarnation. Yeah, that's why all of you that are listening right now, I think it's good for us to send thoughts of light, thoughts of love to her, um, so that all those thoughts become energy, and strong, strong energy, uh, more than fear, right? Um, I, I do wonder, though, why do we hear so many stories about La Llorona, but we never hear anything about her children? Did they really rest in peace after such a tragic and sad death? That's something that probably they're not, maybe they're still in the limbo, maybe no, maybe somebody, they give them the light already. But in that case, it all depends how. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, and um, I think... You know, like you said, probably she's still here because not only she left before her time, she also took that away from her from her children. So it's both things besides the regret and the pain of having done so. A lot of our audience are Hispanic Americans. Uh, they're very close to this story. Um, and they also want to reach to someone like you for any type of personal experiences. Is there any way in which our audience could reach out to you um, is social media or an email address? Yes, of course. They can go to www.encuentrosdelalma.com or they can go to Facebook or YouTube and encuentrosdelalma.tv. Uh, it's Encounter of the Soul, but it's in Spanish. Yeah. But you can reach me in any of the language. I will more than gladly, if I can give you a, a help and support, of course, I will be there for them. Yeah. Um, that's something that, that we can, you know, talk about and, and reach out somehow. It's learn not to be afraid. The spirit, the, the, the spirits, it can be sometimes 
not as good as we want to, but if we put ourselves, our mind as the main thing, not to be afraid, to show them that you are stronger than them, that they can, you know, you cannot get very easily afraid of that situation, that helps. At the same time, it's like I tell, when you go to a bar, when you go to a lounge, when you go to people that have addictions around, you lower conscience code, you, your conscience code lower, your animals go low, and they like to um, feed from that, from, that, from that part. So if you at that moment feel like, you know, like in depression, you feel sad and all that, and you start feeling like weird vibrations around you, in the name, you know, it's like I said before, in the name of God, the angels, the masters, the, the guidance that are beside me, I'm strong, I cannot, I do not afraid, and if you are not from the light, please go for wherever you come from. But you have to have that purpose in you. Of course. Um, you are also able to communicate with angels. What happens mm -hmm. when a spirit like La Llorona or any type of, of demonic spirit uh, gets close to us? Is our guardian angel still next to us? I haven't understand it that we have two guardian angels and one of them comes back and goes away um, because of different tasks that I don't know we may have to do. And another one stays all the time. What happens? Is there like a, I don't know, this may sound a little bit crazy, but is there like a kind of <laughs> fight or to, to protect no, us from that? No. Okay, we actually we have three angels that is beside us all the time. Oh, okay. We have our guardian angel that he becomes between, you know, every lifetime that we become one and the other one, he always with us. Uh, we have the one, the, um, the angel of conception, that is the one the way we get conceived, that it will be protecting the mother all the whole time of the, you know, of the pregnancy. And the time of uh, when, uh, the angel when you were born, that is the angel that receive you. Sometimes that two last angels they call the angel the custodian angel. Mm. So that some people say there's only two, but real there are three. Okay. And that energy, like in the divine trinity, because that's what it is, uh, Father, Son, and, and Holy Spirit, it's the one that is always be as a triangle inside of us and outside of us. That spirit is going to be always helping. They're not going to say anything or they're not, if you don't call them. Because one of the things that angels, that people are allowed to say, no, because I talk to my angels and they don't listen to me or they don't do anything to me. Okay, do you ask for help? Because you may ask, I want this, I want that, but do you ask for help? If you don't, they're not going to help. They're going to guide you. The thing is you have to be in tune with your inner self to be able to do it, yeah. to receive it. And you have to be very aware of the signals that they give you. They can be a song, they can be a book, they can be somebody that came out of the blue that doesn't know anything about what you're asking or what you're thinking, and they're starting to talking about the same thing about what you were talking before, and you say like, wow, how this person know what I needed to hear? Yeah, that's so true. So it's like little details, or maybe you go to the store and something calls you eyes. It's like, okay, maybe this is a signal. You have to be very aware, but you have to be open to that. 
the thing is a lot of people get afraid and they don't want to hear, they don't want to think, they don't want it's like, no, 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 I don't want it. And what happens, a lot of people, it's like, it's an example. You go in the traffic and something inside of you tell you, go to that other area, go to that pastor here. But you're hard-headed and you're going to go, no, I'm going to pastor here and something happens. Or even you take longer than time or something, an accident happened. Oh, that happened to me today. something happened. Yeah, and if, you know, if it's like, my God, if I heard, you know, if I were hear about that voice, I would go to the other way. And maybe that sometimes we, you know, like want to get someplace so fast, but something happened that it detains you. Yeah. And you don't know why. It's like, why is happening to me? I need to be this place. And out of the blue, when you pass it to the same place that you were passing, you see an accident going on or something going on. It's like, you see? Maybe that will going to be you okay. instead of the other person. And it's something that I like to tell my, my, my people around me. It's when the angels work, they work in teams. Like we human beings should be working. And sometimes it's not only that three angels there. It's, it's, you have like, you know, an army behind you helping you out. Okay. And you can feel it because, like, everything is open up, like, everything, you know, it's, like, clearing out. And you say, like, wow, what, how this is happening. And that's why it's happened. Anixia, again, I just want to thank you. I don't know if there is anything else to add advice for our audience and for people who are struggling because of interactions with La Llorona or any other type of demonic spirit. The message that I can give them right now is like uh, I said before, it's if you're afraid, try not to be, try to meditate, try to pray. Um, if it's something that you cannot control, go and look for help. You know, we're not alone. It's a lot of people out there that can give you help on that. But first of all, give you place that you are in love And you're going to send love to that spirit, no matter what they are. No matter how afraid they can be, you're going to send the light and you're going to send an unconditional love. Somehow you will help him to protect your environment and start giving them the, the light to a new world. And like I always say, it's where in or any of my conversation, it's, Do not be a prisoner of your fears, of your past, but be an architecture of your present future. Wow, I love that saying. I love it. That's so true. Let's, let's focus in, in building our future and, and leave our fears and insecurities behind. And if you that are listening right now have um, a situation going on, make sure to reach out to Anixia Garcia. We're going to be putting uh, her social media in our Facebook and Instagram, Enigmas Sin Resolver, for this La Llorona original podcast series special brought to you by Warner Brothers. Anixia, thank you. Thank you so much again. Um, and well, hopefully we'll talk soon. No, of course, anytime. Thank you. And have a blessed day. Thank you. Well, that was all for today. Thanks to everyone who joined us in our second episode of this Univision original podcast series about La Llorona brought to you by Warner Brothers. Please join us next Thursday to hear more real-life experiences and more about this challenge story. My name is Daphne Wegebe, and remember 
to look out for La Llorona. Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arupay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de $25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita BoostMobile.com. Para detalles. No hay nada como una bebida bien fría de McDonald's luego de un largo día. Porque después de pasar horas manteniendo todo bajo control, te mereces un premio por tus esfuerzos. Y si ese premio viene helado, es aún mejor. Hay bebidas. Y hay bebidas de McDonald's. Ponle sabor a tu día. Tu Sweet Tea, Sweet Tea Lemonade o Lemonade favorito está a solo 1.49 en cualquier tamaño. Precio y participación pueden variar. No puede ser combinada con ninguna otra oferta. Para, pa, pa, pa. Este abril te invitamos a nuestra feria virtual Univisión Contigo rumbo a la universidad. Conéctate virtualmente con representantes de colegios y universidades en la costa este. Desde Nueva York a Florida, aprende sobre ayuda financiera, becas y otros recursos para continuar tu educación. Regístrate para asistir y para la oportunidad de ganar una tableta. Te esperamos en Univisión Contigo rumbo a la universidad del 3 al 9 de abril. Regístrate ya en univision.com diagonal universidad. 